So I played at UCLA and like I think 03 ish, LeBron came through there in high school and played. We were out of town. It was like during like I want to say MLK weekend or some shit like that. So he came out and played, and then there was this photo from uh, Sports Illustrated of him in our locker room, and he literally uh, sat in my locker. So you can see, like, my chair in the photo, but he's, like, stretching out. Like, it's, like, pregame, before the game, he's, like, stretching his leg out, but he used my locker. So when I came back and I, I saw the article whenever it popped, like, a couple weeks later, I was like, shit, I can fuck with this dude. Like, yo, let's get it started. Uh, the Finish Line Podcast is brought to you by Unwrapped Sports and Patreon. Patreon is an interactive platform where if you want to see us do strange things for money, we will do it. Just give us your money. You can follow us on Twitter at Finish Sports and on Instagram at the Finish Line Podcast. Uh, it's also this episode is also brought to you by Governor Roy Cooper, who's making us do once again a quarantine episode. We're all remote, so don't cancel us. I promise you, we're not in the same area right now. Uh, but we got the regular four. Um, but we also have brought in another another esteemed guest to the to the podcast. Uh, we got Mr. Josiah Johnson. Um, he is the co-host and creator of Dunk Bait on Yahoo Sports. Uh, we really appreciate you giving us your quarantine time. Shut uh, y'all for having me. I'm just I'm just a co-host on Dunk Bait. I didn't create it, but I, I work with him. <laughs> I did create a show for Comedy Central called Legends of Chamberlain Heights back in the back in the day. But okay, yeah, I never like to. You been I don't everywhere? Want, I don't want nobody from Yahoo hitting me up. Like, why you on? Here? <laughs> <laughs> hey, honestly, bro, if somebody from Yahoo was listening to our show. I, I mean, like. <laughs> We'll I would we'll like take, gang we'll, gang. We'll take all the heat for you. I promise. Okay, well, I appreciate that. <laughs> all the heat. Uh, uh, but Josiah, as we as we already talked about, there's nothing to talk about right now. So, like I said, we just been pulling pulling uh, topics um, out of the woodwork, out of left and right. Um, so this week is pretty much a mailbag episode. We're just bringing in questions from all of our Twitter followers, um, and we're just gonna shoot, just shoot questions, shoot conversation, pretty much. Um, the first question, of course, is about you. Um, how did you get how did you get your start in the entertainment industry? Um, and more so what has given you your longevity and your motivation to keep going? Uh, got my start. So I played basketball at UCLA. I was there from 2000 to 05. Played with a bunch of dudes that were much better than me. And I kind of realized early on that I'm going to have to figure <laughs> out my life because I was playing with everybody from like Earl Watson to uh, like Trevor Ariza. Dan okay. Gadzer, Ryan Hollins, the internet favorite. Uh, everybody loved Hollins. But <laughs> that was, was playing at UCLA and uh, knew I had to kind of get my life together. was always interested in entertainment. So a couple of my buddies I used to ride the bench with at UCLA. We started a website called Jersey Chaser uh, right after a couple years after college. It was like sports entertainment. Think like, I don't even know, like you know, kind of like a more of like urban bleacher report and shit like that. You know, so, so we did that. We're just posting a bunch of funny content and clips and did a bunch of like voiceover stuff. And this was right around the time of, like the Kobe and LeBron puppets that came out like 09 ish. So we revoiced that, did like a raunchy ass version of that. Like everybody saw, loved it, ended up going viral. So I got hit up. So before that, I was working in uh, on the sports side. So I was producing at NFL Network and at uh, Fox Sports out here in LA, working at kind of doing my square job. And then on the side, I was running Jersey Chaser. So I would have people at work that didn't know I was doing the Jersey Chaser stuff that would pull up articles and shit. And I would break stories occasionally. And they would pull up articles at work. And I just had to sit there and kind of not say nothing. But uh, so we was doing both on the side. I know it was crazy. It was like, you can imagine, like, crazy shit. Like, with my bosses, like, pulling up articles. Like, I played for uh, Steve Lab, and I remember I posted an article one time. He ended up uh, basically calling off his marriage. So we posted the article, and we had the exclusive. We had it for everybody else. 
And they were oh, pulling it up shit. in the office talking about it. I'm just like, I don't know who posted that shit. So we're doing that. And then we're wow. doing the website on the side. We ended up doing a bunch of funny YouTube content. Got the attention of a couple of guys that worked on the entertainment side and animation. And they were trying to do a show for LeBron James. But we pitched them an idea about basically our experience at UCLA riding the end of the bench. And that ended up becoming a legend of Chamberlain Heights. We, right. we moved it to high school and kind of just made it obviously more relatable for everybody. But I've been in the game for a long time. And what I always tell people, people see the Twitter and the social, and they think that's kind of where my bread and butter is. That shit I just do for fun to keep my mind sharp and to keep myself entertained. But really, my bread and butter is on production side. Like, I'm, I'm producing shows right now for a few different networks and doing a bunch of other stuff. So really, for me, it's just, just trying to stay hungry. And, and obviously, I got kids and a family now, so trying to keep the lights on and keep them fed. Right, but man. it's just enjoying. You know, I love, I love social and just the ability to give you anybody could post a hit tweet. You know what I'm saying? Like anybody could put content on and, and the right eyeballs get on it. You know, yeah. anything, anything could happen. Like I know a bunch of dudes who, you know, I've met through Twitter and stuff that have now blown up and are doing shows and doing all types of crazy shit that you would have never imagined, you know, when they were just posting tweets and stuff. So I think for everybody, it's like we, we all got a fair leg in the game now. Everybody can put content out. So now it's just who's going to put the best stuff out. So for me, it's just trying to come to every day, make people laugh, crack up, especially during a pandemic like we're in now. So as much right. as I can do that, you know what I mean? Like that, you know, I just keep myself entertained. And then if it's shit I find funny, I put it out and hopefully other people like it. But if not, I enjoyed it. So I'll take the heat right. for it. Yo, it, you're you're first of all, you're hilarious on Twitter. Oh, um, <laughs> like the con because like Wanye came to us last week. It was like Thursday or Friday. It's like, yo, um, you know, it's like two weeks ago. He said Josiah followed followed us on Twitter. I was like, yo, okay, bet. Then two weeks later, he's like, got us on the show, and I'm like, I already knew who you were just because, okay. like, it's like that. You know, everybody got like those five to ten different accounts that they follow um, on socials that you know you all you resonate with them. You always check it for their tweets. You always check for what they do. Um, so you've definitely been one of those accounts to all of us. Oh, appreciate uh, you, sure, man. man. Yeah, that tweet you put out the other day about the uh, when you was like ESPN. Uh, did anybody want to wear a uh, see a uh, watch horse NBA Twitter? No sir. Last night, bro. Last night you put up a. It was like last night you put up a poll. You said question for LeBron fans: If LeBron, <laughs> if LeBron was a unanimous MVP on a seventy-three win team and blew a three-one lead in the NBA Finals, would you expect fans of other players to clown and use this against him during? any discussion of his greatness or how he revolutionized the game and that low-key put into perspective we we don't we don't we don't like you know what i'm saying we don't we don't we, we don't hold curry as accountable as we should or could and that's all I'm, like i love steph and everybody like all the steph fans they always come in my mentions talking shit wishing death on me and all this other it's like first <laughs> yeah. of all, we're talking basketball. I'm just fucking with y'all. Like it's a pandemic. <laughs> but I think that the the thing I see with like the Steph fans is like they try and move the goalposts in terms of what's like discussions. Like Steph done a great job. Steph has revolutionized the game and all that shit. But when mm. we're having goat debates, like if I'm debating a Kobe fan, of course he's gonna tell me LeBron only got three rings and Kobe got five. Like that's. And I'm not gonna yeah. sit there and say, "Damn, nigga, I hope you die." Like I mean, I'm just like. All right, <laughs> Like, this shit is fun. Like we have a good time with this shit. So for me, like I, I have the utmost respect for all those dudes in the league because they can all bust my ass. Like so, at the end of the day, what you know, who am I to talk shit or anything? But I think it's just fun to really poke Steph fans. And really, I just do it for all the years of LeBron slander I had to deal with for you know a, yeah. over a decade of just yeah. sheer hate about everything. It's like yeah, y'all don't really like that shit, but y'all were the same ones doing that. So I'm just trying to bring balance to the force. Right. It was like because the 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 questions, the options for the the answers was yes. 
And then yes, but in caps. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, but in caps won by like it was like 80 percent to twenty percent. It was seventy eight to twenty one. Yeah. Like, <laughs> go ahead, yeah. Ridiculous. So Josiah, one of the first tweets I ever saw by you was like when I think it was when LeBron first got to LA. And okay. he was like being sarcastic. He was like, you know, like if you wasn't with us beforehand, like don't be with us now, like as far as Lakers fans and yeah. all that. When did you become a LeBron fan, and how did you become a LeBron fan? Being, I'm assuming you're from LA, or yeah. you spent a lot of time in LA. So I'm, no, I'm from LA. I was born in, born on the East Coast, but been here since I was a little kid. So for me, LeBron, I think I think I was kind of drawn to him in high school. I just had never seen a dude like that with so much weight, you know, put on him, but then live up to it. And then I, yeah. I tell this story occasionally, but so I played at UCLA, and like I think '03ish, LeBron came through there in high school and played. We were out of town. It was like during like I want to say like MLK weekend or some shit like that. So he came out and played, and then there was this photo from uh, Sports Illustrated of him in our locker room, and he literally uh, sat in my locker. So you can see like my chair in the photo, but he's like stretching out, like it's like pregame before the game. He's like stretching his leg out. But he used my locker. So when I came back and I, I saw the article whenever it popped, like, a couple weeks later, I was like, shit, I can fuck with this dude. Like, yo, he, you know, like, he made good decisions. So I think Roland, Roland was just 2003. I've been, I've been diehard LeBron. It's funny. I've seen kind of the ebbs and flows of it. Like, when I started, everybody was hating on LeBron. There was Kobe fans that were, you know, shitting on LeBron. And then he won his first championship and signed, kind of got a little bit more respect. Then he won the, won the back-to-back and got a little bit more. Then he did what he did in Cleveland. But – it's funny because I see people now that actually give him his praise and props, but like we've been doing that shit. But I yeah. was also on the other side, you know, which I regret now. I was a big Kobe hater back in the day because I grew up a Clippers fan. My pops played for the Clippers when I was growing up, so we didn't really have a choice. Believe me, I would have rather been a Lakers fan. <laughs> <laughs> so all my life, I was a Clippers fan. And LeBron came to the Lakers, Dang. and I'm like, I can make this move now, so I'm, I'm really feeling it. Yeah, yo, and that was back in the day when, when the Clippers was, whew. It was rough. It was rough, though. <laughs> the Clippers always been rough, bro. Yeah, but no, but they they was especially rough they, back they've then. They had like, seasons, you know. When? I really wish Chris Paul and Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan could have made something shake. With I know, Clippers, man. What? I, just, I don't know. Josiah, where are you? Where are you at right now in terms of? I know the seasons. We'll we'll talk about that in a second. Season maybe cut short or cancel. But where are you right now in terms of? We finally got, and I think ever the season where the Lakers and the Clippers, anybody could be, it's anybody's ring. You know what yeah. I'm saying? We, we got Hall of Famers on both teams, MVPs on both teams. Where are you at right now in terms of living there in the culture with both teams at the height of the league? I mean, for me as a, as a Los Angelino, like being from L.A., I, I, it, it was it's never been better between obviously Lakers, Clippers, but you got Sierra Canyon, which is doing Clipper numbers at their game. I mean, they're doing better numbers than a lot of colleges you know, selling out games and fucking lines waiting two, three hours before the game. So I think for every stage of basketball, and I went to UCLA, I'm a UCLA guy, but even SC was good too. They were both poor to do, make some noise in attorney. It was just, you know, it was a super exciting time, exciting moment. And, you know, I'm not, I'm, a, I'm not a Clippers fan anymore per se, but I still rock with them. I still want them to do well. It's just yeah. that when they play the Lakers, I want the Lakers to beat them. But it was, you know, it was, the city was hype. Like, I think especially, obviously, you know, with Kobe's tragic passing, and kind of just needing that to get over it. I think basketball is a way that unifies people and kind of just helps us all come together and, and you know puts a smile on our face. So for LA to be as turned up as it was, especially going through everything it was going through, and for me it's just like, damn, you know, the Lakers are finally good. They're about to make a run. LeBron's about to maybe do some, and of course yeah. some shit. You know, it's like <laughs> it's like what I mean. It's like, goddamn, can we just 
Right. It's going to be during like the, one of the wack years. It's going to happen like 2017, 2018, when the Warriors were just mashing people. We already knew what was going to happen. Right. <laughs> yeah, so uh, speaking of this season or keeping it basketball, so I don't know if any of y'all follow this guy on Twitter. His name is at EL underscore budget. Nobody? Yeah. Maybe? You follow yeah, him? Yeah. Okay. So no. <clears throat> this this tweet it goes into what one of our our uh listeners uh asked the tweet he said last night the nba trying to resume the season is a tone deaf move trying to salvage a season while people are dying and losing their jobs is insensitive as shit just cancel the season and that goes into what one of our listeners asked they said should the nba continue playoffs without fans in attendance and we've been talking about this every week but it seems a new layer to the yeah. story mm-hmm. comes every week so what do you think about? I just unloaded a whole bunch on you. What do you think about all of that? No, I mean I completely agree with, with him and what he was saying. For me, I remember when this this thing first cracked and it was like, all right, everybody everybody got to stay at the crib, but the NCAA was still trying to do March Madness, and they're like, all right, we'll just fly the teams out and they'll play in empty arenas. And it's like if I'm fucking at a, if I'm at UCLA, I ain't fucking flying my team out to go play in no empty arena with this shit. I mean, what, <laughs> what fucking sense? It just didn't make any sense when you heard it. It's like where do you draw the line? Because of course you want the, the the camera crew and all those people there and the announcers. So where do you cut it off at? Like you still are exposing yeah. people. You got you're gonna have at least 100, 200 people still there covering the game. So what's it like? It's almost like once it's not safe to do that, then you got to figure out an alternative. Now I've heard a bunch of other things like they might go to Vegas and quarantine the dudes and do all that. To me, it just feels like, like yeah, there's, there's, there's way too much other shit going on in the world right now, and I get how much we desperately are all craving basketball, but mm-hmm. it don't make no fucking like don't do it till it makes sense. Don't try and rush these guys back because you think we're gonna care because there's some shit really cracks. Like it already hit the league, you know what I'm saying? Which is like, <laughs> right. I'm just saying, you know, what I mean, you got Gobert and fucking Donovan Mitchell, and so, you know, and, and Gobert's out here clowning and cracking jokes and shit, you know. Then he get and then it's like, oh, you got it, like KD and stuff. I'm just right. saying all it would take for one of these dudes, like KD had it. It's like one, the best player in the league arguably yeah. right now. You know what I mean? All it would take is for one of these dudes for it to go south. And it's like, what the, you know, for, it was all that for that. Like, come on, bro. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. you know yeah. just think about think about these dudes, their families and all that shit. This is not, this is not yeah. the time for all yeah. that. Like, let's figure out what's cracking and then we can make that decision. Yeah, rest yeah. in peace to uh, Miss Jacqueline Towns. Carly yeah. Towns sure. lost his mom sure. yesterday. Yeah. Um to complications from the virus. Um, but I definitely agree. It just it just seems, I know Donald Trump, he had a call a few weeks ago with all the commissioners, and he says he wants Adam Silver and Roger Goodell and all these guys to be the people to spearhead the economy, open it back up. But it, just, it doesn't make much sense, you know, because when do you do it? And you know what I'm saying? Like, we're going to have to take the L. I'm just saying, like, you know what I mean? And this is coming from a LeBron, a Lakers fan. They just smashed the Bucks. Not smashed. They beat the Bucks and the Clippers in the weekend before. So if anybody was would want it to come back, of course. But it's like, dude, it's not it's not worth it, man. I, especially in the black community, how it's been ravaging through the black community now. It's like it's just it's not worth it. The NFL doing the same shit. They're still trying they were trying to do the draft and they think still think they're gonna have the season. It's like the quicker everybody kind of realized that the life is gonna change forever. Like we're not going back yeah. to where we, you know, like y'all four in Greensboro. Y'all may never dap up again for a year. I mean, I'm just saying, like, you know, I'm just, yeah, y'all pull up to each other's cribs and be 10, 15 feet away from each other. There's still shit we can do. We still have a barbecue, but yeah. there won't be any mingling. We, we're not playing dominoes. We're not doing the shit that we used to do back in the right. day. This is on the phones. So it's just like we got to, you know, we I think we got to adjust and just get ready for that and, and, and really mentally it's going to take a while because I'm even dealing with this shit. It's like every day I wake up and like, is this real life? Is this reality? Yeah. But we got to all figure it out. And I think sending those dudes out to play, before they're ready to go, just like, come on, man. That's just that just sounds dumb. If you're not gonna have fans there and risk them, then why would you risk the players? 
Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I I was really like, you know, I'm I'm a diehard like football, basketball fanatic, so I love to see the sport, but I know it's not essential. And I think when it starts to hit home as close as like Carl Anthony Towns' mom, like yeah. I feel like you definitely if, if their NBA are smart enough, like which I know they are, they're not gonna make a decision that would um make the players feel wrong you know what i'm saying yeah. so I, I you know i feel like if, if they gotta cut the season i would hate it because i was like yo lebron get your four, uh fifth mvp or fifth or sixth there might be five should be like yeah. eighth or ninth but yeah. you know we want to talk about that yeah i mean but like look i was like yo go lebron hey my boys miami we was playing well you know what i'm saying like i'm like all right but shit happens you know yeah I mean, exactly it puts into perspective um, just because there, you know, there are there are reports that you can get the virus again if you get it once yeah. and you get over, you can get it again. Because um, all it takes, you can do all this planning, have the season start back July first, and then boom, somebody gets it, a, a trainer gets it, a head coach, assistant coach, we got to yeah. shut it down again, and then we might be shut down for a longer time than it would have been had people just stayed put. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, yo, just something as simple as how do you keep the fucking basketball clean, like. <laughs> you, you're literally sweating all over it. You know what I'm saying? You passing it, niggas licking their fingers and getting trapped yeah. on the wall and shit. Get trapped. Like, facts. That's in football. <laughs> how many times the quarterback licking his hands in football? Man. You, get, you know oh, what yeah. I'm saying? That, that ball is both those balls are nasty as shit. Like that's, <laughs> football dudes, but that's what like that's you know it's like a 50, 60 dudes in the locker room. Yeah. There's already been issues with like yeah, staff a, infections and all that other shit. Nasty shit in that yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. So you more like you were saying they lick your fingers and touch the balls like that's normal. That's normal right. basketball. Like shit. Like what you supposed to do now? I see LeBron lick the ball like I'm out. Like I'm. Hey. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so with so we know we have uh Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert were the first two, you know, switches that that shut everything down. Um and there were reports that came out that Donovan Mitchell, he's fucking mad at Rudy. The, he said the people were saying the relationship is insalvageable, but Rudy Gobert and his camp are now saying that everything's good. We good. You know what I'm saying? We what everything's good. So well, the question is, the question that a lot of people are saying is, if you are a Utah Jazz general manager right now, if you're the head coach, and you think that this might go south, and we got it, who do we keep? Who do we trade what? if we had to? <laughs> no, I know. This is a well, yes, a capital it, yes it, question. Jo hey, Josiah, you, you, you don't look like you, you quick to answer that one. I mean, look, I think we've seen this shit with, with Shaq and Kobe. We've seen it before with LeBron and Kyrie. If I'm a GM, I'm going to sit these dudes down like, look, man, we got the chance to do something special here. Look, we could be the team that that LeBron beats in the Western Conference Finals if we play our cards right. <laughs> <laughs> if we play, if we play our card. We could be that team. We could be top three in the. In the no. I don't mean look. I think they would have to kind of figure it out. You never. It's like when the whole Shaq and Kobe thing went down. I was a big Shaq guy, so I would have never imagined that they would they would dump Shaq, but they ended up doing it. Like I me, mean, Shaq was larger than life at that point in LA. Like I'm just Absolutely. saying, like he was. He was the, you know what I mean? Like he would show up everywhere. He'd be at the Fox Hills Mall. You see him in his little fucking Mercedes with the uh, Superman logo, wondering how he fit in the shit. Just be on the 405 freeway. <laughs> we'll roll the window down and give you like the piece. In the this was like normal shit. So when they dumped Shaq, it was like, damn. But, you know, it happened. So I don't know. I just hope those dudes can repair it. I'm more curious how they ended up getting it. That's what I'm still fascinated about. And how, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like, how how did it touch those dudes? What, you know what I mean? Especially Go Bear, like, and he's out there touching all the reporters' fucking mics and shit right before it's announced that he has it. 
It's like, how, how did it end up hitting those dudes? And I'm surprised it didn't spread a lot more than it did, but I'm also happy right. that it did, obviously. For sure. Yeah. I, but if I had to keep one, I'm keeping Donovan Mitchell, though. Okay. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, sure. right. I mean, Over yeah, is out of there. 100%. But another question we got, this is just a super random one. But if you had to choose start to start, bench, or cut a player between Russell Westbrook and, oh, my fault, everybody in their prime. Russell, so we talking 2017 Russell Westbrook, 2001 Allen Iverson, Whoa. and 2011 uh, Chris Paul. I would say eight or nine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but prime Brody, AI, and CP. Start and bench I know cut. you was a UCLA. We assume that you would say cut Russ, but I ain't know you was a UCLA guy. No, nah, I rock with Russ. I think look, Russ, Russ is my guy, but I've seen, but I just know know Russ, know his story, know how hard he's worked. I get now kind of why he gets gets some criticism or whatever. But this that dude loves the game more than anybody yeah. I've seen. And he's a big Kobe guy. So, you know, when you see him play like he does on the court, like that's the dude he looks up to and his inspiration. But start bench cut, I don't ooh. Shit, man. <laughs> I had a hard time with this one too, bro. Because I thought it's not hard for me. Yeah, it's no, not hard I mean, for me either. I mean, I'm, I'm I think starting, I'm starting, starting CP3. AI. No, oh, I'm wow, starting never CP3. Oh, <laughs> oh, shit. Whoa, whoa, I'm starting. Whoa. Look, I'm starting CP3. I'm benching AI, and I'm cutting Russ. Wow, I, wow! When you said when you said it's easy, I thought we were right. All going said, oh, AI. Yeah. But, but, but hear me out. Hear me out. This is why I say that. This is why I say that. When I think about an all-around point guard out of all three in their prime, that's CP3. I think he gives you the best chance to win if he's in the right situation. You think about where he's been. If Blake Griffin was more developed, maybe they would have went to the to the finals. To be honest, right? If when he was in uh, New York, when he was with the uh, Pelican or Hornets or whatever, he he wasn't. He didn't have a team around him. You know what I'm saying? AI went to the finals and won one game, and we gonna live. We gonna hold on to that one hey, game. Hold on. He had a team around. We last, nigga. Know. Yo, I know, he, he I know he didn't have a team about him. But what I'm saying is, AI pro, AI also couldn't defend nobody. CP3 oh. can not only defend, score, yeah, and let, facilitate. Yeah, let, let, let saying, me get him. Wow. Let me get him. Calvin. Okay. This so this nigga AI, right? You saw about he 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 didn't have a team. He he took he took it was him and the four y'all I see on my screen, and he went and beat <laughs> Prime Shaq and Prime Kobe in the NBA final. Yeah, it was one game. One time. Okay, how how many times CP3 been to the finals? Zero. But listen, listen, Zero. Listen, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't Yo, think I don't think that we can indict Chris Paul. On his lack of finals appearances, why not? Sure, nah, because yeah, yeah, you uh, can. Uh, listen, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, the stud is real. Listen, back up, Terry. <laughs> 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 yeah, I I don't know, I don't know. I think that like like Calvin said, I think that a lot of people hold on to AI's finals appearance for like and 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 make that his legacy you know what i'm saying but it, because they also I, hold on to just the fact that he was an iconic figure at the time right they look he at him like he, he, he's he the mic back of the basketball of the nba but but you can't just hold on to that you gotta uh, you gotta put some numbers nah, around it listen if you want a complete point guard i'm talking both sides of the floor you got to go with chris paul Man, fuck all that. Hey, wasn't no dog in him though. In my opinion, though, in my opinion, Chris Paul is the second best defensive point guard of all time. 
Congratulations. They don't get it. Hella beads, my nigga. That shit don't mean nothing. None of these niggas want shit, okay? So let's stop acting like... Let's stop stop acting like... Let's stop acting like somebody... Russ has MVP. Russ has MVP. Russ had an MVP because he had the the damn plantation on his back in 2017, okay? He he, he got a Ouija board out and summoned the spirit of Oscar Robertson, even though he's still alive. But, um... (laughs) <laughs> let's, let's, stop acting like, let's stop acting like they want something. Ain't, ain't none of these dudes hoisted the most important trophy. But just, just side, where are you going yeah. with this? Like, I, I can't, I can't turn my back on my UCLA brethren. So I got to start Westbrook. I'll probably, ooh, shit. That that that's I'll CP bench, AI. I bench AI and I cut CP three. But here's why: like CP three, and I love his game, but he's just been too injury prone. And it's not, it's no knock to him or you know what he's done. You know, you know what I'm saying? like, But when they had the 3-2 lead on the Warriors and the, and the whole hammy, it's just like he's had a lot of bad luck. Yeah, for me, It's sad because I love to see the Warriors lose. So when those type of shit happen, it's like when that happened right at that moment, it's like, oh, man, shit's done. Like, I have a chance to like, this shit is over. I, like, think, I, think when, I think when James Harden and CP both retire, if they both retire ringless, which it, that very may well could very happen. Very good chance, yeah. Um, if they both retire ringless, I think they're both gonna look back on that 2016, 2019 window and really wonder, damn, what happened? Because la- I don't that when CP uh towards Hammy, I don't even put that one on him. I put the one where they, you know, KD was out. Um and oh, yeah. you know, last that season. Year, that next year. That, that, la- that you know, year. last year when KD was out and you got Clay and Steph, you know what I'm saying? You could go toe-to-toe with the two of them. I- I'm like, how do y'all not win that? They, they should have easily been in the finals. And I, that I that could have been the coaching, though. Just saying. Because, hey, my dad's a whole lot of I No, I, listen, I, I, I just think they just didn't want it, bro. I, and CP, he's probably had one of the more unfortunate careers because now he's wasting another year in his mid-30s, albeit, you know, OKC's doing what they're doing, but they getting smacked by whoever is the two-seed or the three-seed in the first round. But, Josiah, I noticed you said you love to see Golden State lose. One of our viewers asks, what seed do you see a healthy Golden State team next year? And then it's, well, it's a double side question. What seed do you see a healthy Golden State team next year? And do you think that Giannis to Golden State is just smoke and mirrors or a possibility? Uh, healthy Golden State squad. This is the thing, man. And this is what, what fucking pissing me off with them. They're going to pull some shit. They're going <laughs> to they're gonna finesse some moves. And they're going to end up with like two more all-stars on the roster on some just straight janky shit. But I think they'll definitely be top three in the West. I mean, a healthy Steph, healthy Clay. Obviously, they're going to need a little bit of time to kind of – I think Steph will be fine. But Clay, he's going to need a, a few months, actually, which he's getting now with this pandemic, to get it, get his shit and get his leg back and kind of get everything going. But those two dudes with – you know, two light-skinned dudes with chips on their shoulders, like – <laughs> it's not going to be pretty, but and what, what was your second? What was the follow up? And this said, do you think Giannis to Golden State is smoke and mirrors or a real possibility? Look, I I, I think Giannis loves Milwaukee, but Milwaukee is Milwaukee, and and Golden in uh, San Francisco, San Francisco. I think even with KD, I, I hated when KD made the move because I'm a LeBron guy. But from a business standpoint, which I admire and respect about these dudes, they're trying to become billionaires. Like they're looking at, they're taking their NBA bread and investing in tech and doing all that other shit. So KD had the whole tech hustle cracking, so he wasn't really tripping. I mean, he's getting his NBA contract, but he's making more shit on the side doing the tech. It's like, I get it. But uh, Giannis to the Warriors, I think they can be very persuasive. We've seen them already fucking convince an MVP to come join their squad, come join the Evil Empire. 
So I don't, I don't, I don't doubt it because I can see them pulling some shit like that and, and, and rattling off like three or four straight. I hope it doesn't happen. I think Giannis would be much better served coming to the Lakers and joining LeBron and AD and really just seeing, you know, something that we've never seen before. You know? where, where do you what? Where do you see in terms of the Lakers? A lot of people are are looking at LeBron like, damn, you know, this this is. This could have. This was gonna be it. This is gonna be the season, the year that you brought a title, L.A. But where do you see going forward, LeBron and his tenure in L.A. in terms of him getting older, him being another year into that contract, this season pretty much being a waste, all that momentum, and then next year it's going Next year, the the road to the title might be harder because you got Golden State coming back, you got KD and Kyrie gearing up, you got wherever Giannis goes or stays. This, it's gonna be harder. So what what do you see? What do you what do you think of the Lakers' immediate future in terms of next year and the year after? I mean, I've been saying that since a couple of years ago. LeBron's old as shit. Like, and not, I love LeBron. He's my favorite player. But this dude has played so many minutes. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of people don't realize how, many, how much tread this dude has put on going to those nine finals, doing all this shit. So for me, I feel like this year was kind of obviously he had he had some motivation even more to kind of, you know, do it in Kobe's honor. And I'll never say when if, you know, they, got, they, they had the pressure to do that. But I just think he knew what the city needed. He knew coming here, the, the torch was getting passed from from Kobe to him. So he's stepping up to the plate. And I think a lot of Lakers fans last year, he had the hamstring injury. I want to say we were, you know, fourth or whatever in the West when he went down, you know, didn't make the playoffs. So it's kind of like, well, damn, is this dude as good as advertised? Are we getting kind of a, you know, a wash LeBron? And this is just going to be the, the end of his career. But I think this year he showed he had, he had the back on the trajectory. I'm curious to see, man, these next couple of years are going to be interesting for him. I think he's going to have to lighten his load a lot and not play as much point kind of make that transition to power forward, you know, not not for the whole game, but he, he, he spends a lot of time exerting a lot of energy right now trying to, you know, run everything through him. So I think if they can shore that up, get another point guard that could really come in. I was hoping they were going to get Collison, but that didn't that didn't work out. But I think LeBron is going to surprise us. I think just when you kind of doubt LeBron, I, and I always go back to that 2016 finals. He's down 3-1. Everybody literally was ready, roast sessions, ready to go. I'm hanging my head, walking around like, damn, like, you know what I mean? I want to believe in this dude, but ain't nobody beating this fucking Warriors team three times in a row. He ends up getting it done and doing it. So I, I just was seeing LeBron all throughout his career. I know he gets a lot of slander, but he always kind of steps up to the plate and does some shit. So I, I'm, I'm still excited for him. I'm definitely down. I, I wonder what mental toll this is taking on him, knowing how hard he went into it. And just to have, have it taken from you like that was something that you can't even really see. Like, that's the crazy thing about the Rona. Like, you can't even see the shit. Yeah. It's just popping. It's not like it's a... Whatever, whatever, you know, I mean, whatever type of threat, it's like, yo, and now I got to be at the crib. But hopefully he's staying, staying loose. I know he's still working out, putting in work and shit. So I'm I'm excited for him. I think next year is going to be interesting, but we're really going to see the West that everybody wants to see. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely, man. And then we got, do you believe that um, next year when KD comes back, that chemistry will be an issue? Chemistry and egos will be an issue with him and Kyrie. No, I think they're boys. So I think they they know each other. They like hooping with each other. I feel like their games complement each other. I'll be curious to see them actually in action with each other. But uh, I think like for Kyrie, you know, he loves to score. He he can handle the rock. But now he'll have KD on the court too, so to open up a lot of things for him. Obviously, Durant is Durant. It no matter what team he's on or whatever, he's getting his buckets, and you're not gonna stop him. Right. So just, he's, like, kind of, he's like Giannis. Obviously, a more more developed, skilled Giannis, but. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be an issue. I think those dudes, I think they're both happy to be playing on the East Coast, playing back in uh, New York. So 
I think they'll be all right. They're, they're going to they're gonna figure it out. It's going to take a little while, of course. Like, dudes don't just walk on the court and just dominate together. But yeah. they got the – I mean, Dinwiddie, they got a, they got a fucking squad over there. They they probably scare me more than anybody just at full strength, even though the Bucks kind of are doing their thing right now. So, yeah, I'll be curious to see and how KD responds from the injury. I don't know. He's going to bounce back and do his thing. But just yeah. to see how that works out. Yeah. I, I mean, I, go ahead, Cal. Oh, I was going to say, I just feel like KD healthy – with a Kyrie who not only has won a finals, but hit arguably one of the best shots in that final series. You know what I'm saying? I've, and like you said, the, the Spencer Dinwiddie's, uh, Karis LeVert, he's a dog. Yeah. Jared Allen, if they can keep him, I don't know if they're going to be able to keep him yeah. by next year. But, like, they, they got a lot of good pieces, and they're young and, you know, very athletic. So, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. I, I think, um, you know, kind of harkening back to what we talked about with, um, with CP3 – being injury prone over the last couple of years, like, you know, you can start talking about that when it comes to Kyrie, you know what I'm saying? So a hundred percent. So, for sure. so I feel like, I feel like that will be the, um, the, uh, I guess the, the whole linchpin in the whole thing. Like if he can stay healthy and, and stay on the court, then, then, the, you know, there'll be a force to be reckoned with. But I, I don't, I don't think, I don't think KD can do it all by himself. Yeah. With, with, you tweaking, with, you tweaking. He can, de- he can definitely do it all by himself. What? But did he? What? Has he? Has he? When has he? K- KD, K- now KD can definitely do it by himself. You no. mean like win a- do you mean like win a chip or just be successful? No, win, win a chip. chip. That's that's what we talking that's what, about. That's what we all asked to LeBron. Right? Really? Can't no, well, can't nobody do it by themselves. Can't nobody obviously. do it by themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. No, 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 but no. We're talking about being like the, the, the absolute best player on the squad. Like he was that he was that he was that he was that for the two chips in the gold state. No, 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 no. He, he joined a 73 win team. Right. Yeah. But, but you said he got to be the best player. He he was the best player on those teams. Yeah, yeah, okay, fine. But yeah, what I'm talking about is like there's there's no one A or one C star. Like it's it's him and nothing else. It's just, it's the same thing like with Giannis. Yo, even though um uh, Middleton is, is has been an excellent player the last two years, and nobody really checking for that nigga like that. So, <laughs> so, so if, if Milwaukee gets to the finals and they bust, they're not going to talk about oh, uh, you know, he had uh, Middleton. They're going to be like, yo, this nigga Giannis can't carry a team. So what I'm saying is, I don't feel like KD has enough to do that for, for a team all by himself. This is just my opinion. I'm open. I'm, I'm, I hope I'm wrong, but I don't think. I don't think. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I agree one, with you on that on on that pill. I didn't know that's what you meant. Move, 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 moving towards uh, one of our last questions. Um, now this one, this one went off. We we put it on Twitter last week. It was one of those scenario type questions. Okay. So jo- Josiah, if it's a seven game series, every one of these players is in their prime. Okay. On one team, we got. <laughs> on one team, we got prime Rondo, Ray Allen, Paul Pierce, KG, and Shaq. On the other team, <laughs> on the other team, we got Prime, Steph, Clay, KD, Ooh. Draymond, and Boogie. I think the Shaq squad easily. No, not easily, but I think like we like Shaq in his prime. I this was to like tell this was like pre, but this was like pre heavy. I mean, we were really thinking like Shaq in his prime. This was when he was still motivated, was still you know exercising, still. In his, <laughs> His light 300 pound phase. 
I, I don't I don't think anybody any one of those like it's like who's gonna guard him on that squad like I'm just you know what I mean I love Steph and all those other dudes it'll be a good game I think Steph will probably be the X factor if his jumper's wet then then it'll be an issue if they can lock him up on on the defensive side you know it's gonna be tough but shit yeah it's not a clear cut one by though by any stretch of the imagination like they're going seven games and yeah. it's gonna be it's coming down to the last moments because that KD squad too now that I'm really thinking about it it's like they that's got a lot of. Slight- they got snipers hey, everywhere. I, I hate Paul Pierce so much. I don't know why. I just I just I just hate Paul Pierce. So like I want KD to give Paul Pierce 45. <laughs> and he, and, and he will. Will. Paul Pierce was born to be an annoying retired basketball player. I hate him so much. It's the thing, bro. I, I grew up like Paul grew up right 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 down the way from me, but I, I understand it because the Celtics thing just made him so unlikable as a human being. It, <laughs> it's so weird though, because he's a great dude. Like if he would have been on the Lakers, I feel like people would have loved the dude. Like right. he's a straight fucking just Inglewood, like fucking S curl right. having. Like, I'm just saying, it's like just, <laughs> it's just that that whole 08 team is so fucking annoying, and they yeah. think that they like just conquered the world and just went through a gauntlet. To yeah. get to, to get the chip it's and like cra- yeah we made LeBron go to South Beach and like just talking all this shit, bro. It's, it's crazy like, bro, because like, chill out. it's crazy because like for the most part I love all those dudes off that yeah. 08 team. Yeah. I love I love KG. I love Ray Allen. Love Rondo. But like we get it, and it's crazy because people don't give them credit for starting the super team shit and give it to LeBron and the South Beach boys when. You know they really did that in 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 Boston, but like especially oh, Kendrick, slightly different though. Kendrick Perkins hey. also very fucking annoying. Hey. I hate. Hey, I Kendrick love Kendrick. I love Perkins. Not hurt. Uh, yeah. I want to say with that 2010. If he's not hurt for that game seven, I, don't, I mean it'll have been a it'll yeah. Been they might yeah. they might have got that one. It'll be an interesting. It would have been an interesting situation there, man. But that's another dude that doesn't get. It's funny, like you're saying, like I like those dudes on other teams. Like Kendrick Perkins is a legend, but for some reason when they were all in the Celtics. It, I just think we're all, you know, if you're in from Boston, you're, you're, you're growing up not fucking with the stuff. Like, they used to be the Warriors back in, you know what I mean? That's how yeah. we looked at them in terms of not fucking with them. Like, always had good teams, but nobody's really fucking with the Celtics like that. So I think when you see, but for some reason, Paul hasn't been able to transcend that. I think as, you know, he, you know, his later career, like, nobody was really giving a fuck about him, but. <laughs> not at and, all. Yeah. And then he, think, he, he, was, he was out of pocket with the D-Way comments or whatever, whatever. But he, listen, funny. when he when I knew I knew Paul Pierce's Wait, what, what did he say? What do you what do you say about D-Way? He said he was better than him. Like he was like, oh, like he, yeah, was so he was <laughs> <laughs> He's fucking tweaking. He's tweaking. <laughs> he did say that. <laughs> yeah, hey, that was such a genuine reaction to that shit. That shit <laughs> like, <laughs> It was like what? And he was like, "Yeah, oh he said that, shit, bro, 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 Do you see what I'm saying, bro? Do you see what I'm saying, bro? But look, but look come hey, on. I'm telling you, I knew his career was over when he went to the Nets. When it was him, KG, Darren Williams, oh, yeah, bro, yeah. Then, bro. The Nets, bro. The Nets that gave up. The Nets gave up some Clippers type shit for Kawhi and PG. Like for Paul Pierce and KG, bro. Nah, like, really, really, his career was over when Draymond checked his ass when he was with the Clippers. It's like, you're not Kobe. Kobe? They don't love you like that. Why are you talking? <laughs> hey, you know, it's crazy. Draymond was 100% right. 
Niggas did not give a fuck about no farewell tour for Paul Pierce, bro. Niggas did not care about, bro. KG retired, farewell. Dirk, farewell. D Wade, farewell. Fuck you, Paul Pierce. Uh, yeah, I took it. Hey, everybody in LA took an L that day. That was like, oh, real bike. That was like, damn, damn. Because Dre was like, "Come on, Draymond." Even when he was, I forget who he was hitting with the pom pom. Was it Kendrick Perkins? <laughs> okay, when he was hitting Kendrick Perkins <laughs> with the pom pom. Oh shit! Bro. That, I mean, on, on, a, on another note, that's why I love Draymond. Because Draymond, the type of dude you could bust his ass and he will still talk shit. He does not. Let me see what you think about this. This is an age-old debate on our podcast. Okay, Is Draymond Green a future Hall of Famer? I think he is, for sure. I mean, look, I've heard a lot of people, and that's kind of been the argument, like he wouldn't have got this off on other teams. But Draymond, and when you look at uh, the scope of the Hall of Famers, your whole basketball career, like Draymond did work in Michigan State. He did work in high schools. Always been a leader. Like, I remember hearing stories about Draymond in Michigan State from some friends, but just how turned up he was. I think they lost the game, and he was in the locker room cussing everybody out. It's basically like, you know, he wasn't going to accept that next season. They better come back and, and come with it type shit. And for me, that's the type of dude you want to have in your locker room, want to have on your team. I think Draymond's Game 7 performance alone in 2016 showed what he was about. You know what I'm saying? They didn't win the game, but the dude had 30, was hitting threes. He looked like Steph out there. You know what I'm saying? He's out there. But we'll do whatever is called upon him. I know, like, this, from a stat standpoint. Steph with a backpack. You know, <laughs> <laughs> from, from the, the stat standpoint, yeah, I mean, I don't think, obviously, it's clear cut from that, that's, that regard. But three rings, everything he's done on the defensive side as well. I mean, I think he's a no-brainer. He's a lock. I think first ballot see, to be real. See, oh, the wow. thing is. Oh, wow. wow. First ballot, I've never, I've wow. never heard that. And you know I've never what? I've never heard that one. I, I, I low-key agree with you. I'd be more willing to say he's first ballot on that side. Of, I'm, I'm more leaning towards that side of the spectrum than yeah. the people who are just like, fuck no. He, wants to, he wouldn't do that on uh, any other team. Okay, and? We all agree he'll make it. Yeah. I mean, like, my thing, I hate when people say, like, he wouldn't do this on any other team. Well, fucking, I mean, who knows? One. Yeah, but, right. like, the point is. What do you do with the cars that are dealt to you? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're not. They're not winning. They're not winning 73 games. They're not winning 73 games in 15 without Draymond. Yeah. Listen, bro. I just. I just feel like. I feel like Draymond had two good years. The the first chip and then the 73 win. And then when KD got there, he went to triple singles. Like he was averaging a triple single, like Charles Barkley said. And I feel like. I feel what? like he'll get in. I feel like he'll get in off GP and like yeah. just because niggas know like. Yeah, like he was a very important piece, but like in the grand scheme of things, bro, I can't. You averaging nine points a game, dog. I can't, yeah, but, can't put you in there. No, but I'm, yeah, I'm but sorry. yo, listen, yeah, hit yo, hit, hit yo. There's no way that you're gonna bring on fucking KD, easy money sniper. But this nigga can average fifty if bro, he wanted to, and everybody, not, yo, everybody, bro, he, he, was average, he was averaging nine. He was averaging nine a game with D with D low this year, bro. He was now, the second option. He's playing years, with D'Angelo Russell listen, and fucking Willie Cauley-Stein is still averaging listen, nine, bro. In the two years with KD, Draymond went... <laughs> he went <laughs> in the two years with KD, Draymond went 10, 8, and 7, and then 11, 8, and 7. So, I mean, I mean, honestly, bro, what you want from him? I got two of the bro, best shooters he, in history. To me, to me, he's like, to However, me, he's just, he's just a solid piece. He's like, he's like Horace Grant. Just a guy who you know was solid, but like, not necessarily. He he's no. not about to get the. I'm gonna, give, I'm gonna give you a piece. He's a Udonis Haslam. Okay. Fuck, shut up. Chill out. 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 Ch
Hey, y'all, y'all fucking hello. Hey, y'all, this shit is, is Listen, no, listen. Draymond, listen, Draymond, defensive player of the year. He's all defense five times, led the league in steals. He got an Olympic gold medal. He's an all-star three times. He was all pro twice, and he got three rings. Yeah. Hey, come on, bro. Come on. You got your name, hey, man. Hey, hey, listen. Listen. Hey, 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 hey. Tracy McGrady Hall of Fame, he ain't won shit. Shut up. Hey, listen. He listen, T Mac was cold. He just he, he was cold. He was cold. Dre, hold on, Dre. Dre. I play NBA Live 03. T Mac was cold as fuck. All right. He didn't win shit, though. He was on a bench. He was on a bench with the Spurs in 2014 and he trying was to get sad his when they lost. He was sad when they lost. Like Carmelo with the Lakers back in the exactly. day. Oh, oh man. Like, hey, bro, he listen. Like had it listen. Fast track. Listen, bro, every, <laughs> listen, everybody here plays sports in their lives. You need no matter what sport you play, you need a Draymond in your locker room. Yeah. You do, you do a hundred, a hundred percent. Because Draymond, and, that, and, that, go, and that's every, and that's every sport. Hey, bro, Draymond go go out there and punch somebody in the face. And Absolutely, he will punch yeah. somebody in the face and take the blame hundred and ten. Right, and, raise his hand, be like, and, "That's my and, foul, ref." Honestly, the most important shit Draymond did was off the court. The most important shit he did was after Game Seven when he cried in the parking lot <laughs> to get KD. Oh, you <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, listen, bro, listen. You ain't giving nigga no credit. We, we, we gonna, nah, we, I, I rock with Draymond. We gonna yeah, wrap it up. We gonna wrap it up with our last question. Um, this is what we're asking all of our guests in this area right now. Um, how excited are you for the Last Dance? I think shit, bro. We I, everybody was talking a couple weeks ago about like, oh man, drop the shit early. Like I work in production. I knew if they had the shit ready to go, they would have dropped it. Like they were scrambling to get this thing done. I think they had till June initially, right, to drop it. Then this shit happened. It's like, can we bump it up to April? So I think everybody in the world is excited to watch it. I feel like as a LeBron fan, I, like LeBron's my goat. That is what it is. But it's not like I'm, I shit on Jordan. Jordan is the man. I think I got to. It's, it's funny for me. It's gonna be like revisiting my childhood. I got to watch all that yeah. shit growing up. You know, NBA on NBC and all that other type of stuff. That was kind of my first introduction to basketball. So to go back to see all those those moments, and just I remember, you know, how how watching Jordan used to make me feel, how excited I used to be Saturday and Sunday games and all that good shit. So just to relive all that, and especially you know, Jordan's a wild ass dude, and he really doesn't like the cameras mm-hmm. and doing all that shit. To see to see him talking his shit while drinking tequila and smoking stogies is going to be exciting like you know yeah. i think it was wet for every single interview like lit lit as fuck you know <laughs> if his hall of fame speech was any indication he don't give a fuck about anything still anything right <laughs> so i know some of the guys behind it on the production side and they do great work so i know it's going to be exciting i think for all of us it's going to be it's going to be like our finals like it's our playoffs so everybody's yeah. going to enjoy it nba twitter i feel like NBA Twitter been kind of holding on for dear life. Like, people were trying to keep it going. But I think this will bring everybody back together. And we're all going to be watching and talking shit. Memes, videos. You know, we're going to have we're gonna have content for the next couple months. So, it's, it's a good feeling. Yeah. I'm excited as fuck, bro. Uh, but... This is a, that's that's our show, man. Josiah, we definitely appreciate you, man. You've probably been our funniest guest, bro. Which I heard some of the niggas you had on the show. None of them uh, strike me as uh, funny, so fuck. But I'll take nah, it. As... <laughs> <laughs> not not uh, that the nigga. Uh, I mean, right. we need we need bro. We need more fun. But we need funny people. You feel yeah. me? Because we some we some wild ass dudes. Hey. Bro. Like yeah, as you can see, we're really we're we're uncut. People love our show because we don't give a fuck. Like, 
You know what I'm saying? Like we 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 don't care. We don't care at all, man. But and that's um, important to succeed in life. I'll tell you, like that's that's the most important thing. You can't care about shit because once you start really doing it, you're gonna have haters. Everybody else, and that's the thing I always tell people as they they get to a bigger level. Like once once niggas start wishing death on you and hating on your family, then you know you're really doing something because you really you really have a nigga at his house. Like I want to kill this nigga, dog. Put up a video out and like I want to kill this nigga. <laughs> oh my golly! I just think it's somewhere, and I always think about that shit and crack up because I think like because I've been got into with people before. And I remember how mad I would get. <laughs> we all like we all been stunned by somebody on social and it's like oh, oh, I absolutely I right i would have my comeback like i didn't have my shit ready to go <laughs> but that's when you really know that you're doing shit like right. people are fucking, you got people like coming to your your twitter to tell you that they hate you but it's like damn bro okay well let me keep this up, but for y'all, y'all, y'all are all crew. Y'all have a good time. So I would just tell y'all keep making these shits, man. Like, I like you know, keep, keep out getting the interviews because y'all, y'all are funny by yourselves. But when y'all bring a guest element in, for me, it's been like, yo, y'all motherfuckers got me cracking up, man. It's the best I felt doing a pod in a long ass time, like shit. Hell yeah. Yeah, now I pull up in a range. Check the free throw, and bitch, I got range.